Welcome to the week 14 transactional tidbits, where we give you a consumable perspective on our ads, drops, and diagnostics for the week. To any new listeners, I am Scott. This is JWB. To any returning listeners, you are the absolute best. If you love fantasy football, please make sure that you join us on our journey to 2,500 subscribers, which we are hoping to hit by the end of the Welcome. season. Welcome. You're listening to JWB Fantasy Football. Thanks for listening. Okay, guys, as always, we get started with our must-ads for the week. And we're going to start with Ezekiel Elliott here. Unlike some backup running backs that may want to speculatively add here, Zeke seems to be the clearest in line for a major Week 14 workload. I'd begin to build a contingency plan for Madre Stevenson, and Zeke is a clear next man up there for the New England Patriots, having gotten 90-plus yards and his 20-plus opportunities after Stevenson exited last week. Tajay Spears is our only other must-add here as well. The same can be said for him as we said for Ezekiel Elliott. I actually prefer Spears as a player and his opportunity should get the start, but it's unclear this mode if Derrick Henry clears concussion protocols. Tajay remains a must-add regardless as he has RB3 standalone value on top of that high RB2 contingency value should Derrick Henry miss some time. Next, we have our contextual ads. Uh, they're not absolute priorities. It depends on your league, your specific settings. Go down in the comments and let us know who you need to drop in order to add these players and let us know uh, if you're into them. Hop in our free Discord as well and get a little bit of the chat going on these players. Let me dive right in now with DJ Dallas and Tony Gibson, Kenneth Gainwell, and, well, Ezekiel, as we mentioned earlier. The same way here, RB's worth the speculative ad here until we have clarity on the status of their team starters for week 14 and 15. Now, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs are next to here. If they aren't rostered, which they likely are, they're wide receiver three fours next week without Christian Watson, should the hamstring persist into week 14. And I'd plan on that being the case. Next, we have Mitchell Trubisky, C.J. Beathard, and Jake Browning. Desperate, super flex, and two quarterback manners can add all three of these options here. But I think all three are bottom eight options amongst the 32 starters except maybe for Jake Browning here. The desperation can go for Browning. He's been better than anticipated. He was a quarterback four in this past week. Absolute shocker. Each week he's been improving. At least there he might just tuck inside my top 24. So he would be the preferred ad of the three should you have to go that way. Next, we have a couple of Houston Texans and Noah Brown and Brevin Jordan with Tank Dell done for the season. Noah Brown may get extended usage in his return from a sad two-week absence after his explosion in the mid-year. Brown was out there blocking and decoying. We didn't quite get what we wanted. He didn't give us any fantasy points, but he probably wasn't in any lineups. And you listen to the show last week, we were telling you, do not put Noah Brown into your lineup. Now, week 14 is a really tough start beyond despair, but perhaps we get a boost to our playoff lineups with an enticing spot in Tennessee for week 15. Brown is well worth the speculative ad should you have the space. The same can be said for Brevin Jordan, who was respectable in his increased opportunity, but he still wasn't absolutely fantastic. For Jordan, the Jets are a better matchup than it is for the wide receivers, but he isn't a top 12 option. This addition only happens if we are deep diving into tight end streamers for week 15, for week 14, mid tight end two ranking for me. I prefer Tanner Hudson if I'm in despair, if you need to go that way. Next play is going to be Jonathan Mingo. Now, Adam Thielen is fading down the stretch, and Mingo has seen his highest two-week target total of the season. There's a legit speculative ad here, but he's a really tough play unless he continues to grow. The next two matchups just aren't ideal, but I'm still going to add him if I have the space to do so. Next, we have De'Aaron Johnson and Chase Brown. It's that time of the year where we add proper handcuffs. And for me, that's Johnson and Jacksonville. And we had a Chase Brown sighting for the Cincinnati Bengals, so he may be worth the ad behind Joe Mixon. Then we have Damian Pierce. If Pierce was cut, I'll toss him out of my bench. He got his volume back. Not too much success, though, but he did find his way into the end zone. It would turn out to be a closer game than we expected versus Denver. At least partway through, it looked that way. Now, he's an RB3 play in Jersey next week. If the Texans go up big, Pierce could be aligned for some extended play. He should be on rosters now. 
just like Rashi Rice. Rice is roster, but I wanted to victory lap our square top 24 play from last week's squares, scares, and prayer show that we have here with Tim and I. Just come check us out on Friday for this one. We're tailing down in the season. We are just finding our groove. Come check us out and hang out with us, guys. Please. Now, Rashi Rice found his way inside our Mark Call from Wego. He just needs to be rostered in every single league. He's a wide receiver three play rest of season. Now, we're going to get into our landmine calls for week. 14 and beyond. I'm going to start with Parker Washington here. Now, Washington was actually one of JDB's preferred true taxi stashes for Dynasty Manners alongside other wide receivers void of true opportunity, such as Andreas Sovis, Charlie Jones, A.T. Perry, and Xavier Hutchinson. But he is a player that I cannot trust down here in crunch time for our fantasy teams, with Cleveland being the next week's opposition. I'm unsure if I can get to start Washington, even if Christian Kirk misses extended time. Things don't get easier the following week either against Baltimore. He should remain on the radar, though, because in the event Kirk does miss extended time and he's available in Week 16 against Tampa Bay and he shows us a little bit against Cleveland and Baltimore, he may be worth a speculative ad. Now, this only applies to really deep leagues, in my opinion. Side note, I do work with somebody who was acquainted with Washington at Penn State, and he had to think twice when I asked him his thoughts on Parker as he said he knew him by Chris or Christopher. Regardless, he said he was a really solid dude, so I am absolutely rooting for him. Zay Jones is probably the better addition, in my, in my opinion, should you be going after any Jacksonville wide receiver on waivers. Next, we got Alec Pierce here. Pierce finally connected deep in this one, and it secured his team a much-needed win. Regardless, Pierce's volume isn't guaranteed, and he's never been efficient on the volume that he does get. Uh, he had 12 targets over the last two weeks, but I'm not taking this type of risk in December. Next play is going to be Xavier Gibson. I saw Gibson trending, and I'm just here to say no. Do not add the fourth receiving option for the Jets to a Rejeff roster, no matter how exciting he was on hard knocks. And the last player is going to be Jameson Williams. If you're new here, welcome. Subscribe, please. If you're not, then not much needs to be said here. I'm not adding Jameson Williams. Is Oda Beckham Jr. still around? Because these two are best mates in our transactional tidbits landmine category. But then we push forward into injuries for the week. There was a good handful. Unfortunately, last week we dodged a little bit, and then week 13 came back to bite us. So we're going to start here with Ramondre Stevenson and his ankle injury. It's a really short week for New England, so this injury could not have come at a worse time for managers in need if they're running back too. We should get an update by Thursday morning. We may not get full clarity or a set designation until a few hours before game time, so I'd be lining up a contingency plan for week 14 as Ramondre is more likely to miss than to play. Ezekiel Elliott proved to be the clear next man up in his absence, doing well on his 20-plus touches after Ramondre exited. He'll be a fringe running back too, should Stevenson take a seat. Next player is going to be Christian Watson, Green Bay Packers. He had a hamstring injury. Christian Watson is just not someone you can trust for the rest of the season, even should he return. Uh, Watson seemed to be riding into form before the injury, but unfortunately, this has just been his NFL journey this far. Let's really hope he doesn't end up being a bigger frame to Will Fuller. Now, Jaden Reed and Romeo Dobbs can be started as wide receiver three fours without Watson if needed. DeAndre Swift had an upper body injury this last week. There's a really lack of clarity on exactly what happened with DeAndre Swift in his exit. It was a little late. With reports of an upper body injury, perhaps we think that he may enter concussion protocols. But until there's cleared, I cannot give any firm updates. It's just speculation on my end here. Now, Kenneth Gainwell is worth the speculative ad as he would be first in line to resume 15 touches or so in the absence of DeAndre Swift. Next player is going to be Jonathan Taylor. I want to bring him up here and give an update on his UCL terror. It was reported initially that two to three weeks was going to be what he was going to miss, and now it's being pushed out to three to five weeks. For fantasy managers expecting Taylor to return for your fantasy playoffs, you better ensure that you make your finals. I'd begin going for a plan B, unfortunately. If the Colts continue their playoff push, I can see Taylor coming back, but this one is one that they certainly won't rush. A week 18 return helps absolutely nobody here for fantasy. Zach Moss is a high-end running back to rest the season. Tank Dell 
fractured fibula. It means curtains for his 2023 season. He was playing fantastic. I'm sorry. Uh, it was really crushing, especially for you managers who got a zero last week. Now, if you were a rebuilding dynasty manager, I know it's a redraft show, but give me a quick shout, a little bit of love to you guys out there playing all year round. This is your window to swap Debo Samuel, Devontae Adams, or Calvin Relina deal involving Tank Dell. Should Tank be an integral part of a playoff roster and is a mutually beneficial swap there? Next, we got Zach Charbonnet with a knee injury. He left with a what's being reported as a bruised knee. Um, he may be able to tough this one out, but I began to prepare to be without him for week 14 just in case. It appears he escaped a more serious injury in this one. At least that's the good news. And on the same team, here we got uh, Kenneth Walker. It is a bleak injury. As we've been saying for weeks, oblique injuries are just really tricky. We saw CMC thug it out a few weeks ago and miss no time. And then we saw Jalen Waddle miss a short amount of time in the preseason with the same type of injury so we really don't know exactly how long these are going to last each one is unique and he's been on the longer end of this recovery time here for walker and it could end up being one more week they haven't given us a clear-cut decision whether or not he's going to be good to go in week 14 we're going to have to monitor this one as we get in if he does not go and zach charbonnet misses dj dallas may be a worthwhile ad for manners really desperate at running back uh but even with dj dallas he has shown us in the past that he's probably not more than an RB3 play here. Uh, if he's in there as an RB2, he certainly can finish there, but I just don't have the utmost confidence. Next, we got Brian Robinson for the Washington Commanders with a hamstring injury. You'll get a bye week. They track updates on this hamstring, but hammies often linger, and one week can easily turn into four to six or short-term IR. So we're going to have to wait another week for a true update. Antonio Gibson, though, should be added if you can hold him through the bye week. I think he's absolutely somebody that needs to be on every single roster. Next, we got Kenny Pickett for the Pittsburgh Steelers with an ankle injury that likely ends his fantasy season. This blow may ruin all parts of this offense moving forward, which is wild to say because I don't respect Kenny Pickett as a quarterback, but somebody that's even worse, in my opinion, is going to be Mitchell Trubisky. Now, Harris and Warren are desperation play running back twos upon this news. Deontay Johnson and George Pickens flirting with unplayable territory. Those two likely aren't being fringe wide receiver fours in my rankings for the next week. Honestly, tough for all parts involved. Hopefully, Pat Fryer Muth can be the one to set himself apart amongst this group. Next, we have Marquise Hollywood Brown with a heel injury. It looks like one that he re-aggravated. This one is a huge blow. Not only is Hollywood Brown cost manager several weeks in a row, but it appears his fantasy season may be done. I know a lot of you guys were holding out for that saucy schedule that he had on paper. It doesn't look like we're going to get it. Should Highwood fall his projected timeline for a return, though? We're looking at week 16, but he's going to be really tough tough to trust there and what's going to be your fantasy semifinals for the majority of you guys playing. Unless he comes back in week 16 and absolutely crushes, I just can't imagine that he hits shower lineups in championship week. Uh, now, a couple of you guys with your deeper league, start 10, no kicker defense. Maybe if he returns and you make your final, he's somebody that can slide into your line. If you can cut all the way you don't have space in your IR. If you have two or three IR spots and he is cut, sure, maybe pick him up and add him to your IR should you be the championship level team. Now we have a couple concussions to monitor through the week. We got Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Derek Henry, Tower Higby, and Jalen Hurts. You're going to have to check midweek. I can't tell you every single one is unique, but they're going to go through the protocols. And hopefully before the weekend, we will know the status of these players. If anything, it's going to be a little bit before game time. So definitely keep an eye on that one. And then a couple of injuries from the game that just finished out a few hours ago here. We got Christian Kirk with a groin injury. Uh, 
my guess is as good as yours at exactly the extent of this as it just happened. The Twitter doctors and the Jaguar writers have left me no crumbs to follow at this point in time. We're just going to have to monitor this one into the week, but growing injuries never sound good unless this truly was just a package smashing moment, which first off, ouch, plan to be without Christian Kirk in week 14. Then we got Trevor Lawrence with an ankle injury. Trevor had to be helped off of the field to end the Monday night game. CJ Beathard stepped into his place with a valiant effort, but obviously this entire offense takes a step back without Trevor Lawrence and possibly Christian Kirk. I cannot offer a status update until we see the MRI results on Lawrence's ankle. I'd be prepared for the worst in what is a huge blow for the patient Superflex and two quarterback managers who finally thought their Prince was going to roll out top six finishes instead of the top 16 finishes they were lucky to get a few weeks ago. At least Trevor offered a fair top six finish in what could end up being his last fantasy start for it this year. And maybe being dramatic here as we cannot say for sure how long, if at all, Lawrence will miss without a team update. Either way, it's Cleveland and Baltimore over the next two, which are the hardest quarterback matchups for fantasy. Our best hope is a week 16 return at 100% where we can confidently play Trevor Lawrence as a top 10 option against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who get absolutely diced up by every quarterback that gets to face them. But that does it here for our transactional tidbits on week 14. A couple things in the description you can check out. First, our Discord. It's free conversations going all of the time. The next one is a clips category. We take on every single player, whether it's Dynasty leading up into the season or throughout the season. Sub points so you go in there, and if there's not a reason to take on a player that you would like, go into the Discord, tag me, um, and let me know what format will fit him into an upcoming video should we be able to. The last thing is a Patreon. You want my notes for shows like this one, as well as our full Dynasty rings, a bunch of bonus content. Go check it out. Package start at less than a dollar a week. Um, and then JDB Fantasy Football, we're just that on all platforms. We're going to try to boost up Instagram and TikTok next year. So please go make sure you follow us. We got started early in the year, but it was a lot for me to hold on to. As well as throughout the offseason, we're going to try to start pumping our podcast platform. So Spotify, wherever you go listen, please go give us a follow, rate, and review us if you would like. Five stars would be preferable. Please be honest there. Um, your support means a lot to us. Now, at JW underscore FF on Twitter, the pinch, as we can find our full team, everything they have going on, some of the best falls on Twitter. I'm not just saying that because they're on the team. I genuinely feel the way they're fantastic people. Now, that does it for me, and I will catch you guys next time. <laughs>